Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocations, in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Faith and Good Counsel. I'm so glad to have you. I'm glad to be with you today. I hope you're enjoying a beautiful day today as a daughter, a son of the Most High God. I know I am. I'm so grateful, grateful to know how much the Lord loves me. And it makes me, it makes me just trust him so much more to know and to immerse in how much he loves me. And I I think that's the message today, that he wants you to know how much he loves you. So just trust, just trust him. Well, so glad you're here with me today on Faith and Good Counsel. I've got a great program today. I've got a return guest. You're going to recognize this name, Gary Zimak. He has been with me before on Faith and Good Counsel a number of times now. My dear friend and colleague, um, and now a regular on Catholic Community Radio, in fact, doing weekly segments on Wake Up. So you've got to check that out, too. That happens at uh, 7 to 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on Mondays, I believe. Isn't that right, Gary? It is, Stacy, and it's I mean, what a great pleasure it is to be part of your your Catholic Community Radio family and to be on the air with you again. God has been so good to me. Oh, he's amazing. Oh, what, how do people do it without the uh, Lord in their life when they turn him away? I don't, I don't, well, I see the brokenness from that. I actually, I, I know how they do, and it's really sad. So come yes. on home, everybody. <laughs> Come on yeah. home. Come on home. Yes. Well, Gary, there is no grass growing under your feet, okay? So <laughs> let me tell you, if, if you've not heard Gary of Gary Zimak before, Gary is a Catholic evangelist, a speaker, author now of several books, and that's exactly what we were going to actually speak about. Today is one of your newest works, Faith, Hope, and Clarity, and it has to do with discernment but just 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 if, if if someone's tuning in and are brand new and they have not heard you before gary give us a little snippet of your your journey to this point today boy that's that's a that's an amazing it's quite an amazing journey stacy god has been so good to me i started out as a computer programmer i did that for about 30 years and i got laid off you know and all the while, I was a very lukewarm Catholic. I went to church each week, but that's really all I did. I thought, this is what Catholics do. They go to Mass each week, and we leave our faith in the church mm-hmm. building, and that's what I did. As you and I have discussed many times in the past, I was an incredibly anxious person. Mm-hmm. I suffered greatly from anxiety, and really the answer was right in front of me. The answer was the Lord, but I somehow missed the point. In 2004, I had a pretty major health scare. I thought that I was dying, and I completely panicked. And at that point, I decided, Lord, I need you. I've got to take my faith seriously. And I had a a major conversion experience. Fortunately, there was uh, never any medical condition diagnosed, but I really believe that was the Lord's way of getting my attention. Mm -hmm. You know, and from that point... I had this desire as I grew to know Jesus Christ, as I got to know him personally, I had this this desire to share him with other people. And even though I was still working at that time, my job had shifted into project management. I had this desire to go out and spread the good news. I didn't know how that would be possible because I was the sole provider for my family. But I started to, through again, the doors that the Lord has opened for me. I started to do some Catholic radio, and I started doing some writing. 
in 2012, I was laid off for the first time in a 30-year career. Wow. It was on one hand, oh. yeah, on one hand devastating, but on the other hand, I saw it as an opportunity, and my wife did as well. And that's when I began to try to see what would happen when I explored work as a full-time mm -hmm. Catholic evangelist, speaker, author. Well, three and a half years later, as I look back on that, we're still surviving yes. one day at a time, but we're still surviving. I am currently wrapping up the manuscript for my fifth book wow. that uh, is going to be about having a personal relationship with Jesus. That's going to be coming out next year. But I've been on TV. I've done radio. I've spoken throughout the U.S. and Canada. And Stacy, this is all due to God and his great goodness and the fact that he can use somebody so imperfect like me to spread the good news. And I still can't believe what he's done in my life, but I'm just, I've learned to go along for the ride and go in the doors that he opens up for me. So that brings me here today to your program. You know, our friendship came about through this, uh, through my, my new career yes. as a Catholic evangelist. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that the Lord introduced me to Amen. you, such a great person like yourself. Oh, well, God bless you, Gary, and me too. And, you know, I was looking for someone, and the Lord led me to you. Someone to mm. speak to who has, de if I may say, rather debilitating anxiety that you still yeah. you still struggle with. That is part of your cross in this life. But that is also what sanctifies you and how mm -hmm. the Lord works in your life. And look at the fruit, y'all. I mean, did you just, did I not say the man does not have any grass growing under his feet. I mean, hello, since 2012. <laughs> Look at, listen yeah. to all that. So beautiful work. And you can find more of that work at followingthetruth.com. Gary has a body of work for any of ye that are suffering from anxiety and, um, and, and, and just trusting in the Lord and, and fears and worries. But I want to talk to you today, Gary, about something that that is related, in fact, and it's the subject of your your latest work, Faith, Hope, and Clarity, How to Know God's Will. You know, and, and, and we've talked before um, with other guests on Faith and Good Counsel about discerning God's will in the big and the small things. But I think, I think your book has to do with the moment-to-moment -moment discernment, which can actually kind of be a point of anxiety for some people, yes. right? Absolutely. So, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, tell us about faith and, and faith, hope and clarity. We need some clarity. Yeah, I, I think that I know in my life, discerning God's will has been a source of anxiety. You're absolutely right. And I hear from a lot of people and, and the, it always the message is very similar. I hear it from so many people. I feel God's calling me to do something, but I'm afraid mm -hmm. or I feel God's calling me to do something, but I'm not sure what it is. And you know, a lot of times we have confusion because we don't know what God's asking of us. For the most part, God wants us to do the ordinary duties of our daily life. For the most part, this discernment process isn't that complicated. He allows things to happen to us each day. He doesn't always cause them, but he allows things to happen. Sometimes those things are unpleasant. Responding to that whatever it is that happens to us is one of the best ways that we can follow God's will. And I think that's one of the most challenging aspects for us. I woke up today. Well, obviously God has something for me to do. Right. What is it? Well, I might want to go out and speak. I might want to go out and work at my church. I might want to write a book. 
but what if my kids are sick and my wife needs some help? What if my wife is having troubles with something and she needs me to get involved with that? What if I have a flat tire? Right. What if I don't feel well? And these are the things that drive us crazy that can produce anxiety in our lives because <laughs> unfortunately, sometimes our plan for following God's will isn't the same as his plan, right? Only yeah. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know about that. Like we always have these great plans. And then you wake up in the morning and you have a stomach ache or you have a headache or your computer's not working. <laughs> and then you completely begin to freak out. But yet God gives us these opportunities to offer up our suffering, to maybe trust him a little bit more, yes. to maybe grow closer to him, to maybe serve him in the way that he wants instead of in the way that we want. And, you know, I, I don't like this any more than the next guy, Stacy. It's hard for me right. because I do have an idea of how I want to serve God. Unfortunately, sometimes our ideas are different and he just wants me to do or respond to the everyday, sometimes mundane activities of my right. daily life. Yeah. And that's where it gets challenging. St. Therese talked about this all the time. Most times we're going to wake up and deal with mundane activities, with things that are boring. But in God's eyes, that's the way we could get to heaven. So yeah, sometimes he does ask us to do big things, but we can't lose sight of this present moment. It's so crucial. It truly is. And you know, I'm thinking also, too, of St. Jose Maria Escriva, who yeah. really taught us about that sanctification in the ordinary moments, yeah. the drudgeries of life, and how that really forms us and sanctifies us. Even I think of St. Joseph as well. Uh, I mean, he uh, was yeah. just the living example of that. You know, Gary, implicit in what you're saying um, earlier on in the conversation is that that openness to instead of thinking and saying, and it takes some prayer to get to this place and grace mm -hmm. from the Lord, but why is this happening to me? You know, and learning how to accept what is happening in the moment as the Lord allowing things to lead us and steer us in another way. If only we would open and stretch and say, Lord, what is it you're trying to teach uh, me? Stacy? that is so critical. That question that you just brought up, why is this happening to me? Or what are you trying to teach me? That is so critical to our growing close to the Lord. Why did I get this medical diagnosis? Why did I lose my job? How come I can't pay my bills? Lord, what are you trying to teach me? You put me in this, you allowed this situation to happen. And again, he doesn't always cause these things to happen, but he allows them to allows, happen. Every, exactly. Right? And we need to believe that. I know you understand this, but we need to believe that anything that the Lord allows to happen to us is somehow good for us. Absolutely. It's somehow going to help us get to heaven. Romans 8, 28, all things work for the good for those who, who, who love the Lord, right? And that's, that is so crucial that we understand that. And you talk about overcoming anxiety. One of the greatest ways to experience peace is to just accept that, to accept that, yeah, it's not always going to go my way. But Lord, what are you trying to teach me instead of why are you letting this happen to me, Lord? I deserve better. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, which never leads us to that <laughs> happiness which we no. seek, you know, no. when we ask why, why, why me? Well, may I say with uh, the greatest love and charity, why not me? You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, we're we're <laughs> we are called to to stretch our hearts and to open and to be receptive to the things that happen to us as as coming 
from the Lord for our mm-hmm. good, though we don't yeah. understand it. We can even offer that, un- I don't understand it, back to the Lord, yeah. but I yeah. open to you, Lord. I, I accept. Please lead me. Please teach me. Please enlighten me as to what it is that you are asking of me and that you're trying to teach me. So, you know, Gary, this is exactly the content of Faith, Hope, and Clarity, your brand new book, um, How to Know God's Will. I'm speaking today with the author of that book, Gary Zimak, and we're coming up to a break, Gary. And when we come back, I actually want to delve more into the book specifically and kind of go through, I'm looking at the table of contents, and um, you've got a lot of good practical wisdom here, practical guidance, I'm sure, uh, born of great effort on your part as well, and grace from the Lord, on how you discern not just the big decisions, but the Mm -hmm. moment to moment as well. So can you stay with me through the break, and we'll come back and talk more about faith, hope, and clarity. I would love to, Stacey. Awesome. All right, gang, will y'all stick around? We'll be right back on Faith and Good Counsel. Okay, I'll admit it. After watching the changes that happened in my wife after she started praying the Lord Teach Me to Pray series, I had to check it out. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Lord Teach Me to Pray is a prayer series that is based upon the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Lord Teach Me to Pray really helps you develop a daily prayer life and strengthens your relationship with Jesus. Look into Lord Teach Me to Pray. You owe it to your family. More importantly, you owe it to yourself. Go to lordteachmetopray.com today. This is a Young Catholic Minute. How can I know the Bible is true? There was once this really smart guy named St. Augustine of Hippo. That's right, Hippo. He said, I would not believe the gospel if the authority of the Catholic Church did not move me to do so. He learned that the Bible was true in the same way that we learn most things. Someone he trusted told him. Most people have not split an atom. No one alive saw the Battle of Thermopylae, nor has ever set foot on the 16 moons of Jupiter. But we believe in these because someone who knows better than us has told us about them. St. Augustine knew that the Catholic Church was founded on the apostles, who had died horrible deaths rather than deny that their friend Jesus Christ was God, risen from the dead and present in the Eucharist. And that living witness made him believe, as it did for the Gentiles, for every Christian in history, and it will do the same for you. For more, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. Welcome back, everybody. This is Faith and Good Counsel, and I'm Stacey Galino, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. I hope you've been listening to the to the beginning of the show, because if you were, you'd know that I'm speaking today with Gary Zimak, my friend and colleague and return guest to Faith and Good Counsel. Welcome back, Gary. Great to be here, Stacy. Thanks for having me back on. And well, just in case you have missed the first half of the show, you can go pretty soon, as soon as I receive it, you can go to stacygalino.com and you can check out the archived show there, as well as show notes and other links and good information about how you can get in touch with Gary Zimak and, and that body of work that he has to help us all in our daily struggles. And in fact, his brand new book, Faith, Hope, and Clarity, has to do with discernment, not just of the big decisions, but of the small decisions. And Gary, I'm looking at the table of contents here, and as always, it looks very, very rich, not just conceptual information that, Mm -hmm. oh, that's really nice, how do I apply that, but actual practical wisdom, things that we can take home and begin to implement. And first of all, though, it starts 
with listening for God's voice, which is that still small voice, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, you know, I've always been waiting for him to speak to me in the big booming voice. Gary, I want you to do this, but it generally doesn't, he doesn't usually speak to me that way. And and that's challenging, Stacey, in this day and age. We live in a very noisy world and we need to make time Mm -hmm. to, we need to spend some time with the Lord in quiet. One of the greatest things that I like to do, I've always heard that it's good to have a special place to pray. Now, Mm -hmm. I go to daily mass every day. I try to go to Eucharistic adoration whenever I can as well, which is a a fantastic opportunity. But you know what I like to do? I like to pray in my car when I'm driving. I turn the radio off. Yes. And although sometimes I keep the radio on, especially when oh, I'm listening to Catholic community, community radio. radio. Absolutely. <laughs> I knew. Absolutely. But, yeah, but, you know, there there comes that time when I turn the radio off and I just talk to the Lord in my car. And that's a great time. That's our special time that we spend a little time together. And I have other times throughout the day when I just unplug and spend time listening for that still small voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just opening yourself to that and, and making right. that effort, Gary. I mean, those are really the first pearls of wisdom is you have to stop the madness. Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. stop and be quiet and open yourself and ask for the Lord to come in and to speak to you and to direct you and to trust that though you may not hear him at that particular moment, watch for the signs. He is yes. going to lead you and guide you and direct you. And the more that you discipline yourself to being quiet and being still and being recollected, um, the more that you will hear him. And I've experienced this myself, but you know, I'm, I'm betting Gary that, that we're, we're talking today, uh, to people who may not know where to start. So again, we've talked about being still and quiet and recollected going, maybe going to daily or frequent mass being quiet at adoration. What after, let's say we're doing that, what comes next? You know, Stacy, it really has to start with, and St. Ignatius of, of Loyola talks about this in his spiritual exercises, which I summarize in one of the chapters here because the, his exercises were crucial uh, in, in helping me to discern the Lord's will. The first thing he says we need to do is we need to have a desire to follow God's will. Mm-hmm. We have to desire that God's will is more important than my will. And that's a struggle because uh, you, we all, yeah, right? I mean, that's we, a big one because it yeah. really involves our will, doesn't it? Right, right. It's like, I, I want to do this, but Lord, if it's not your will, I want your will. Well, how do we get to that point? Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, and I mentioned this in the book, we pray. We say, Lord, help me. Help me to desire your will over my will. I think too many times we try to force these things to happen. I'm just going to become a better person. I'm going to desire God's will. I am not going to be afraid. Well, we can't do that (laughs) because we don't work. Our bodies don't work that way and we're struggling with emotions. But if I want to follow God's will, the first thing I should do is pray for the desire to put God's will before my own will. And I think that is the beginning of this process. The second thing that I would recommend is to at least be aware that God cares about some of the big decisions that we make in our lives. I think many times we go through life not even thinking about that. I know for years, I didn't care about what God wanted for me. I knew what I wanted. If I want to buy a car, I'll buy a car. If I want to buy a house, I'll buy a house. If I want to have a relationship with this person, I'll do it. If I want to take a job, 
that pays a lot of money but requires me to spend less time at home, I'm just going to do it because I want this money. And so many times God does care. He doesn't care about necessarily what we have for lunch, but he cares about these big decisions. And I think in order to get to that point where we start to bring him into the decision-making process, to at least ask him, Lord, do you have a preference for what I do? I think we've got to work on that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If I am not speaking to Christ every day, and if I am not attempting to hear him, and he speaks in many ways, one of the best ways is through the Bible. Yes. If I am not listening to him speak and speaking to him every day, then I've got a big problem in my life. And yeah. you know that, Stacy, right? When I go out and I talk, I, I, I make this very clear when I talk to people. If you're not praying every day, and that doesn't mean just going through the motions. That means having a serious relationship with the Lord you've got a big problem. And that's the first step. We need to rectify that somehow. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about, Gary, um, and perhaps you can speak to this. What about the person who has that desire to do God's will and is aware that God cares about the decisions that we make in our lives, the big ones and the small ones, but because of their anxiety, they're almost, they almost become trapped by, mm. I can't, do this and I can't do that because it might not be God's will because he hasn't told me yet and therefore you just yes. don't move you don't do anything do you know what I mean yes yes Stacy are you reading my mind how do you oh. do this I love this because <laughs> no chapter 10, I don't have yeah, that you are so good you know but you know you uh, chapter 10 in the book goes into this in detail as you know and Every now and then we get faced with this, well, I feel God's calling me to do this, but what if I make the wrong move? Oh, what yeah. if it really wasn't his will? Here's the problem. We look at God and we put limitations on him and we forget the fact that God can always bring good out of any mess up that we ever make. He can always bring good out of any situation. Even if we take that job and maybe it wasn't his will for us to take that job, we have to remember that he can fix the problem. And oftentimes, he wants us to take that step of faith. You know, a lot of times he doesn't give us all the answers and he expects us to trust him. So if after a lot of prayer, and that's the whole purpose of this book, I talk about coming up with a methodical way to discern God's will. I'm not talking about being impulsive. Right. After constant prayer, after applying some of these steps and feeling that sense of peace in your heart that yeah, this is the right decision. I really think that I should do this. I would recommend jump in, go for it, see what happens. If it's not the right thing, it's not the only choice you'll ever get to make in your life. The Lord's going to give you a way out. And that's what we need to remember. We need to trust him and trust the fact that he's bigger than any mess that we could ever, ever get ourselves into. You made a really good point, Gary. We, we want to just do it but we don't want to do it impulsively. That comes Correct. after prayerful discernment and then a leap of faith. You know, that I have discerned this. I have recollected I have the proper desire. I just, I don't have the all the what ifs and the unknowns answered, but mm -hmm. I do feel that this is where the Lord's calling me. I'm going to just do it. And then, you know, he will make it very, very clear at some yeah. point. Sometimes, you know, it's it's something else that he would like us to learn from that decision, not the thing that we think we're going to learn or we're, we're going to accomplish. Exactly. It's something something totally else. So really, it's just this dis, dis, excuse me docility to his spirit 
to being led, though we're afraid and we don't know, you know, all those what ifs and the yes buts that float around, you know, in the end, you mm-hmm. just got to just do it. Yeah. Right, right. Especially after that careful discernment, that feeling that's of peace, right. because that's always a good sign. If you've still, you know, we're going to have moments where we don't feel peaceful, but if we look and we feel a general sense of peace, especially when we think about this decision that we're trying to make, it's we could be pretty sure that God wants us to do it. And if for some reason it doesn't work out as we planned, what you said is, is absolutely true. Sometimes God's got another purpose for making us or for giving this this impulse to do something he might just want us to trust him more or it might just be a stepping stone to something else that he has planned for us right and he gives us the grace if he's truly asking Mm -hmm. us to do something the grace is there to take care of it we can't do it on our own and you make these points so beautifully in all of your work gary that you know he he especially if it's a holy desire so a good a good that is geared towards our vocation in your case, as as husband and father, um, you know, and and for your your work for God's people, you know, then He's going to give you the grace to accomplish uh, accomplish it. Though you know, on your own, you're not worthy, or you can't do it alone. Right. He is right there. He's right there. So we've got just a couple of minutes left, and I'm wondering, you know, if someone has a a, a big decision on their heart um, right now, and what, I guess what pearl of wisdom or, or what additional piece of advice would you give that person um, looking for help from you today, Gary? The first thing I would say is be open to God's will and bring it to the Lord and say, Lord, if this is your will, please help me with this. If this is your will, please let it come about. If it's not your will, the way I like to pray, Stacy, you know me, I always tell the Lord, I'm not too smart, Lord. I'm pretty <laughs> dense. I'm stubborn. <laughs> Hit me over the head with a sledgehammer if you have to, you know, that, but that's me. That, that works for me because I want it to be really obvious. But sometimes I'll pray, Lord, bend my will to match your will. Mm-hmm. Even though I might want my own will, please change me. Please want what you want. And then spend time in prayer. Spend time with the Lord. Read scripture. And that, that's so important to be able to read scripture. And so many times a verse will jump off the page and I'll know that the Lord is speaking directly to me. And then after an extended period of time, and that depends depending on the decision, how long of time we'll spend in discernment, then make that move. Go, and if you feel this is what the Lord's calling you to do, then go for it. And then pay attention and see what happens. As you said, if it's not his will or if he wants us to do something else, he's going to let us know. But the question is, are we open are to we listening open? to him? Oh, you spoke it, Brother Gary. I love it. I love it. This is so <laughs> incredible and awesome. Okay, so tell us, Gary, how we can get faith, hope, and clarity, as well as all of your other works. I'm thinking of the Warrior's Guide to the Bible and Listen to Your Blessed Mother and From, from Fear to Faith. I mean, you mm-hmm. have such a body of work that, that everybody needs a copy of, plus your, your speaking engagements, your, your website. Tell us how to get in touch with you, Gary. Stacy, the best place is my website, followingthetruth.com. It's all contained there, links to my books, speaking samples, 
topics, how to invite me to speak at your church, my schedule, it's all there, my radio appearances, followingthetruth.com is probably the best place. And you have my personal and professional endorsement. Uh, I have heard you well, speak. thank you. I've interviewed with you and spoken with you many times on air, um, in recordings, as well as have I have seen you speak in person. And you are dynamic and humble and awesome. And I just thank you for your yes to the Lord. And I pray for you, Gary, that, you know, let's be clear. We both are discerning always, always. What yep. is the Lord in the big and the small decision? So we, you and I both go through this same process. We're That's not right. special that you know, we don't, we don't have to do that anymore. We don't just get it now. Right. You know, that's a lifelong process. So my dear brothers and sisters, that's our journey. That's our journey as Christians discerning the Lord's will for us. So Thank you. God bless you, Gary Zimak, for your yes to the Lord. Check his work out, y'all, followingthetruth.com. And until we're together again, God bless you. And Pax Christi, y'all now. Bye-bye. Faith and Good Counsel is a production of Catholic Community Radio. 